0: Today's podcast is from Online Worship on Sunday the 28th of February. I just want to give a warm welcome to everyone listening in by telephone today, and I hope you enjoy today's service. Also, if you just want to follow along with the the readings that folks are doing during Christianity Explored, um, this week it is Mark chapter 11, verse 1 through to Mark chapter 13, verse 37 if you want to read along at home. Okay, Uh, so today's service, um, we're looking at the theme of grace. And uh, so so a couple of hymns that I've chosen, the Bible readings, are really to kind of draw us into this whole uh, subject of grace. And hopefully those who maybe are familiar with the word grace and what it means, that the the hymns and prayers will capture your heart and uh, encourage you. And perhaps for those that are just finding out about grace for the first time, that uh, both the hymns and the readings and the message today, you'll come away just with a a greater understanding of God's love uh, for you in every way. So we're just going to begin with a prayer. So wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, Uh, Let's join together in, in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we gather as your church today, watching online, listening by telephone, scattered across this town and for those around the world watching as well, we gather as your people, joined in faith in Jesus, your son, And Lord, as we bring our worship today, may our hearts be encouraged. Lord, build our faith. Fill us with your joy. Increase our love. And Lord, as we bring our worship, Lord, we pray that it would be acceptable to you. We bring our worship as a sacrifice, as an offering of all that we have and all that we are, in thanksgiving for who you are and all that you have done for us. And Lord, we thank you that you have poured out your love towards us in such great measure. In so many ways, Lord, we thank you that you're a creator, that you sustain this world and this universe by your power that you provide so many good things for us to enjoy on this earth. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of family and friendship. We thank you for the, the gift of the fellowship of your church, that we get to be part of a spiritual family as well. Lord, we thank you that you have sustained us in these difficult days. Above all things, we thank you for your Son, Jesus, through whom we receive your grace and your mercy and your love. And Lord, today, as we worship, in our own homes, as we are watching on phone or computer or by telephone, Lord, may we know the reality of your presence May we experience your love afresh to fill us with your joy, to lift our hearts, to give us encouragement today, to keep believing, to keep trusting, to keep following you. And Lord, all the things that we worry about, all the things that are burdening our hearts at the moment, We bring them as part of our worship, and we lay them at your feet. Lord, take these things, take these thoughts, take these emotions. And in these moments, Lord, lighten our burden, give us strength. Fill us with hope, fill us with your peace. And so, together as God's family, we pray the church family prayer that Jesus taught his first disciples, as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We're going to sing a couple of hymns together, and feel free to sing along at home. And the first one is Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. We're thankful to New Scottish Hymns for allowing us to use this video today. And then we've got a reading from Isaac. You haven't heard from him for a few weeks, but we've got Isaac back today. I'm sure you'll all be pleased about it and uh, Isaac's going to read from Isaiah chapter 55 again a wonderful passage about God's perseverance with us of his love for his people and the grace that God gives to us and then we're going to sing together amazing grace so let's worship together
1: Excelling joy of heaven to earth. He as thy horse above, praise and praise thee without ceasing, glory in thy perfect love.
2: Isaiah 55 verses 1 to 7, Come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you, because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near, Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon.
3: mercy rain
0: This week we're going to be reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14. And uh, If you have a Bible at home, feel free to read along, but I'll also have the words up on the screen as well. Uh, so we're going to be reading this passage, Mark chapter 14, beginning at verse 66. And uh, this episode takes place just before the crucifixion of Jesus. After Jesus has been arrested, he's been put on trial. And we have Peter. In the the court of the high priest, where Jesus is being put on trial by a body of the Jewish rulers and leadership. And uh, Mark describes what happened. So Mark 14 and verse 66. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with him at Nazarene, Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said, and went out into the entryway. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, This fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. And after a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you are one of them for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately, the rooster crowed the second time and then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we read your holy word, we ask that wherever we are watching or listening, that you would just pour out your Holy Spirit upon us in great measure to help us to hear your voice, to help us to understand the scriptures, to help us to see what you might want to communicate to us today, especially about your grace and your love and your mercy which is given and offered to us all in jesus name amen the topic i'm going to talk about today is grace and grace is it's not the easiest word to define perhaps Um, when we think about how it's used in everyday language you know, people say please give that person a bit of grace uh, meaning go easy on them or we talk about somebody being gracious um, and to, for us to understand what the Bible means by grace it's sometimes maybe easier to look at a story and so we're going to look at the story of Peter what happened to Peter and how he disowned Jesus He denied that he even knew him. And how Jesus gently restores Peter back again. It's a wonderful story, but it begins with Peter's failure. And Peter is reminded of his failure when he hears the cockerel crowing twice. And Jesus had told him beforehand, you know, when you hear that cockerel crowing twice, you will have denied me three times. It was a very specific message that Jesus gave him, a prediction. And at the time, Peter says, I will never disown you, Lord. I would never do that. And it seemed so beyond what Peter even thought of himself, that he would be possible. it would be possible for him to do that to Jesus. And yet he did. And he was one of the closest of Jesus disciples he was always with them sometimes when we read the in the gospels there are descriptions of a number of disciples with Jesus sometimes most of the time it talks about the 12 sometimes it even talks about 70 or 72 disciples a much larger group that are following him around but many times in the gospels it talks about Peter, James and John, those three were with Jesus more than any of the others. And Jesus in the gospel seems to be trying to teach Peter to be a leader, to lead the disciples after he is gone. And so you can imagine the disappointment for Peter. Knowing how close he had been to Jesus and then realising what he had done. And we see what happens in verse 72. It says, then Peter remembered the word that Jesus had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. You know, we can only imagine what was going through Peter's mind at that point in a few hours after this, he would see Jesus nailed to the cross. And that must have been one of the most painful moments in this man's life. Knowing that he had denied Jesus, the friend who was closest to him. In the three years that they had spent together, and all the things that he had seen, all the things that he had heard, And when he came under pressure, he said he didn't even know Jesus. What happened to Peter is perhaps an image of what happens to us when we become fully aware of our own sin and we have a realisation before God of just how much we need to be forgiven and just how much we need God's mercy, and that word grace that we need, God's grace and God's love. Thankfully, the story doesn't end here for Peter. That later on, we see that Peter is restored by Jesus. In the story of the resurrection, we see Jesus acknowledging Peter, in a very specific way that I think to him would have seemed surprising because he knew what he had done. In the very end of the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 16, verse 7, the angel who had appeared to Mary Magdalene and other women there uh, said, "Go, but go tell his disciples, tell Jesus' disciples and Peter, that he is going before you to Galilee; there you will see him just as he told you. So the women were to give this message to the disciples, to make plans to go to Galilee, that Jesus would meet them there, the risen Jesus, that they would see him, just as he told them. And of course, we know from some of the other gospels. Gospel of John talks about Jesus appearing to the disciples uh, on the Sea of Galilee uh, after the resurrection. And before his ascension to heaven, and Jesus sits down on the beach with them and eats breakfast. So we know that what the angel told the women actually did come to pass, it did happen. But the interesting thing about this is how Jesus specifically picks out Peter. When Jesus needed his friends most, they had all scattered except young John, who was there at the foot of the cross. Peter wasn't there, they all disappeared. And this seems to me to be an acknowledgement that Peter is still loved, that Peter is still accepted by Jesus, and that he is eager to see him. The message that the angel gives to the women is that there you will see him just as he told you, and that Jesus was eager to meet them all, but especially Peter. Now, the reason I tell you that story is because I think it's a wonderful story of God's grace. Now, the word grace itself literally means God's undeserved favour. It's the undeserved favour of God. In other words, God gives us a gift, even though we do not deserve it. And the gift is the gift of his unconditional love, his unconditional favor, and it's the gift of his acceptance. That's that's what grace is. And grace isn't just some concept out there. Grace has power. It's the power of God's grace that changes lives and transforms people. It's what transformed Peter into the person he went on to become, the great powerful preacher who stood up on the day of Pentecost after being a broken man only the month before. After seeing Jesus risen, he was changed and transformed by the power of grace to preach the gospel boldly and powerfully, even in the face of persecution. Peter was changed forever. So grace is the undeserved favour of God. And the thing that we deserve, the Bible is very clear about, is hell. So the punishment for sin is, is, is hell. It's death, it's eternal death. But the gift of God, the Bible tells us, is eternal life. And that word grace in the original language literally means... A gift. It's a gift. You know, when you think about Christmas or birthdays, when someone gives you a present, it's it's not because you've done something to earn it or because it's something that you deserve. If that was the case, probably maybe many of us wouldn't get very much at Christmas time. But People give gifts to us because they love us and they accept us for who we are. And that is grace. God gives us the gift of his love and his mercy and his forgiveness, not because of what we have done or what we try to do. Trying to be good, trying to be a good person is a noble thing. And God calls us to be righteous. But that in itself is is not enough. Because the reality is no matter how good we try to be, we are all sinners. Even the most religious of people are sinners according to God's word. But we all need God's grace and forgiveness. And Jesus showed that grace to Peter by restoring him. And even entrusting him with leading his brothers, as we see later on. That's the most amazing thing about this story, is that Jesus actually not only forgave Peter, not only did he acknowledge him and accept him, despite what he had done, but he launched him into the role that he had prepared for him all these years before, the three years before, to lead the early church in those days. We go back a little bit to an earlier moment with Jesus and Peter where Jesus is having this discussion with Peter and he talks about this time in the future when Peter would deny him. But Jesus says in Luke 22, verse 32, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. I think that's an amazing verse because it's telling us that Jesus already knew that Peter was going to fail but that didn't deter him from giving him these instructions and when you turn again that word turn we sometimes use the word repent repent literally means to turn around and when you repent when you turn again back to me strengthen your brothers And that is exactly what he did. And it was the power of grace in his life that enabled Peter to do that. I don't think he could have done it otherwise. If Jesus had written him off and after meeting him after the resurrection said, No, Peter, I I just can't forgive that. You denied me three times. That's it with us. But what we see here is Jesus has been denied. Peter denied him. He's been betrayed. But Jesus forgave Peter. And then he trusted him again to do the job that he had trained him to do, which is amazing. So a couple of verses here from Paul's second letter to Timothy that I think helps us, again, understand what God's grace is and what grace does in us and what grace calls us to as well. And here, Peter is talking about uh, God, Jesus, has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. And this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. That verse is quite mind-blowing when you actually look at the details of it because it's saying that before we were even born before we were conceived even before this world came into being that God was already in pursuit of us with his love with his grace how that works I have no idea God is not limited by time God is not limited by space he is the creator he doesn't work to a clock or to the, the, the constrictions that we have to live by. But God, before time began, gave us grace in Christ Jesus. And he has called us to a holy life. You see, the difference between grace and just ignoring the wrong that somebody has done. See that's not what Jesus did. Jesus didn't just ignore what Peter did. But grace calls us to something better. You know sometimes when we ignore what somebody has done who's either wronged us or maybe their behavior is out of order, when you ignore something for long enough it can continue or it can even escalate. And that's not what grace is for. Grace calls us to something better. Grace calls us to something higher than how we used to live. Grace calls us to live holy lives as God is holy. And so we're not forgiven just to feel better about ourselves and to think, phew, at least I got away with that. That's not what grace is. Grace is to push us forward, To empower us to live better lives, to live holy lives, just as Jesus was holy, to follow his example in every area of our lives. Then Paul goes on in the next verse, but it has now been revealed that his grace has now been revealed through the appearing of our Saviour, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light. Through the gospel it's an incredible verse what Paul here is saying is that and this is consistent with his other letters that Christ as the second person of the Trinity we have Father Son and Holy Spirit existed before time and in Christ Jesus God has given us his grace that God has prepared the way for us to receive his grace and God has, is giving his grace to us now because Christ Jesus was revealed in a certain time in history on this earth for a short span of years 33 years from what we know on this earth and because of Jesus he has destroyed death we're told that by his dying and rising again Jesus destroyed death and he has brought us life and immortality to light through the gospel The good news, the gospel, is the the news that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and rose again from the dead that we might have everlasting life. And God calls us to put our faith and trust in him. When we do that, we receive that gift of God's grace, that gift of his forgiveness, and we receive the gift of everlasting life. That's why it's called good news. I'm going to end with with this. There's a a wonderful story in the Gospels, a parable that Jesus tells called the parable of the prodigal son, sometimes called the parable of the lost son. It should really be sons plural because there are two sons in this story. And each of the sons are actually just as lost as one another. But in the story, there is an older son and a younger son if you want to read it it's in Luke chapter 15 and there Jesus tells the story that there's a, a younger son who asks for his father's inheritance and his father gives him the money he took the money he went off Jesus tells us he used it for um, wine women song whatever he went away to a far-off place He lived a life of debauchery and he spent every penny until there was nothing left. And he finds himself so poor that he's eating the food out of the feeding trough for pigs. And he wonders, if I went home, would my father accept me? Meanwhile, the older son, he's still at home, he's doing everything right. He didn't ask for his inheritance. He does everything his dad asked him to do. He's done everything the right way. But then we see in the story that the younger son starts to think that he should go home. And so he starts to make his way home. And as he comes over the brow of the hill, he discovers that his father is actually there on the hill waiting for him. Perhaps all these years the father has gone out to the brow of the hill next to the village where they live to see if he could get a glimpse of his son. Maybe one day he'll come back. And the father didn't stop looking. And when the father sees his son, they start running towards one another. And the father wraps his arms around the son. he welcomes them, welcomes them home. And that's what this painting depicts. It's by an artist called Charlie Mackesy who's from London and uh, Charlie Mackesy became a Christian through the Alpha Course run at Holy Trinity Brompton Church. He actually shares his testimony on one of the, the videos and he called this picture the Prodigal Son. It's a very moving picture of a father Embracing a son who's come home. When we go back to the story that Jesus told. The father throws a party. He puts a coat around his son. He takes a ring. And he puts it on his finger. And he welcomes him home. Meanwhile, the older son is not happy about this. He said, Father, I have done everything you asked, and when did you throw a party for me? But the father says, this son who was lost is now found. And that was the reason why it was a celebration. Charlie Maxey painted a couple of other versions of this drawing. And in this version, he's actually got Some of the words from the Gospel of Luke written there. But if you look closely, he's also painted in a cross behind it. And I think this image captures what the cross is about so well. The cross is about grace. The cross is about this story of a father and son or two sons... And that for us, the cross is what leads us home. It leads us home to God, our Father. The cross is where we find grace. The cross is where we find forgiveness and acceptance. The cross is where we find restoration. The cross is where our shame is taken away from us cross is where we find affirmation again. And this picture also speaks so powerfully about what happened to Peter that it was ultimately be at the cross that Peter received full forgiveness and grace from Jesus. Now some Listening today, this may not be a new message for you. But I think regardless of how often we've maybe heard about grace, it's something that we need every day. We need to remind ourselves of God's grace daily. We need to remind ourselves as we go to God in prayer, as we ask forgiveness for our sins, just what Jesus has done for us. When we make that something that we do every day, I think it makes us more thankful. I think it makes us appreciate what God has done even more. I think it makes us want to worship him and praise him more and serve him in whatever way that we can. Maybe there are some watching today that this is the first time you've ever heard this before or anything about grace. I would just encourage you to take that step towards God. God has brought you to this place today to watch this online service. God's grace prepares people and draws people. For some watching today, God has been at work in your life since you were very little even though you may not have been aware of it. God knew you even before you were born. And God has brought you to this place today so you could hear about his grace and his love for you. And that in Christ Jesus you are accepted, you are loved, you are forgiven. God the Father is waiting. He's waiting for us to come home to him. His his arms outstretched, God doesn't have his hand like that, saying stay away, you're not welcome. God's hands are like this, waiting for us to come home. We'll pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your grace today. Grace is the most powerful thing in all this world. The most powerful love. The most powerful thing that can transform and change any life. That no matter how far away a person may be from you, your power is greater to draw them home. Lord, I pray that this message about your grace today would fill us with thanksgiving and fill us with praise for what you have already done in our lives. And especially pray today for anyone listening who is just taking that first step towards you. Lord, give them an experience of your amazing grace today, that they would never be the same again. Wherever they are listening or watching, fill their hearts with an experience of your love, love to overflowing, that they would know that they are accepted, that they are forgiven, that they are cleansed, that they are restored, in Jesus name. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of our service today. And I want to thank you all for uh, listening in and watching. And uh, we will be here at the same time again 12 noon next Sunday. Look forward to seeing you all then. Uh, just a wee reminder that we do have a Zoom call after the service if anybody wants to grab a coffee and then join us in 5 minutes. The link Is in the description on facebook and youtube more than welcome uh, to jump in if you wish Um, so i'm just going to ask god's blessing and i'll let you go your way now may the blessing of god the father the son and the holy spirit be with you all now and always amen so take care everyone and i'll see you again soon